All right, welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And our Vikings lost a pretty gross game yesterday to one of our biggest rivals, the Green Bay Packers, by a score of 41 to 17. The only reason it wasn't the... uh, Worst game of the year is because we got garbage points at the end. Otherwise, performance-wise, I'd say it's probably up there with that Cowboys game. Yeah, it was... Weirdly enough, the Eagles game in week two now looks like just a shrug loss. (laughs) Now we have two 40-point just beatings, just beatdowns. I mean, I feel better today than I did yesterday about the loss. Um still sucks obviously but like everything that went wrong went wrong and i don't know no you noticed team. it right away you noticed it right away when they couldn't punch it in on first and goal from the one dalvin cook continues to be unimpressive his cap hit is enormous next year you're gonna have so you're gonna have some discussions if this team loses first round you're gonna have to have some discussions about the stealing and cook come back What's the deal with Kirk? I know they've had a solid season, but it hasn't been convincing. There hasn't been a convincing thing that shows this team could be a contender. Um, because you can call this game a fluke, but you, but I, I I can't call this game a fluke because you've seen it before. This is, you know, they were down 38 yesterday. This is the third time this year they've been down by more than 33 points at some point during a game. Uh, you lost by 37 to Dallas. You're down by 38 to Green Bay. You're down by 33 to Indianapolis. You're down by 17 to Buffalo. You're down by 17 to Philadelphia. Some of those games you came back and won, but you can't do that in the postseason against the best teams. So I lost a lot of confidence yesterday in this team. Let's pump the brakes. But uh, I, I get your point. I do. It's, um, it is cause for concern. Um, because I, I think you don't know what type of team you're going to get on any given day. And it would be nice to have a team that you can just feel Cause I think that's what makes them so frustrating is that there's days where you're like, I th- think this team could literally beat anyone. Like you have to remind yourselves, like the giants made the playoffs, you beat them. The Patriots are still the Patriots and they're knocking at, at the door. Um, and you beat them. The Bills are still arguably one of the best teams in the AFC and you beat them on the road coming back. So like with uh, obviously our, our bad, bad losses, there have been good wins. So I think it's just, I, I think the, I don't think the, we're going to be a first round exit because I think we're a better team than the Giants. We're going to have a home playoff game. So I feel confident that we'll win that game, but going on the road to say San Francisco or something, San Francisco was exposed yesterday. Their defense was exposed, but it's San Francisco. It's going on the road there. It's just, it, it is the thing you were just saying on how you, you never know what team you're going to get. You have no idea. Ed Donatell is horrible. That defense is horrible. You never know if it's going to be scared, frantic, Kirk. The offensive line is banged up. Who knows what Brian O'Neill is, when he's going to get back. Who knows when Garrett Bradbury is going to get back. And Chris Reed's 
ineptitude yesterday was disgusting. He's an eight-year NFL vet, and he looked like a rookie thrown out there in the Super Bowl. He was horrible. And if he's your starting center in the playoffs, if and if Ole Udo's your starting left tackle, you're going to get destroyed against these really good NFC defensive lines. Yeah, I would agree. Um, okay, let's talk about the game itself because we do uh, – again, I want to – give sight in the sense of we were incredibly bad like here here is our here is our entire offensive breakdown we went three and out technically three and out the the field goal we went yeah i i consider that a three and out you didn't pick up a first down you didn't score a touchdown so you went three and out three and out you then went three and out you then went four and out because on the fourth one was the pick six you then finally picked up your first first down with three minutes left in the first quarter, resulting in a miss 46-yard field goal. So that's drive number five. Drive number six, INT. Drive number seven, a missed 50-yard field goal. Drive number eight, strip sack fumble in the red zone. Drive number nine, first play was a pick. And then your last two drives were garbage touchdowns. So again, it is impossible to win when every drive is either a three and out or a turnover, like we were bad, bad. Um, this was the worst game I've ever the, look, hearing from that. That's worse than the Dallas game, honestly, just because of how bad the turnovers were. But and and every <clears throat> every moment, every momentum. I agree. I think the moment that we could not punch in six from the one, that the momentum shift just switched like that. Um, they immediately but like kick off any any positive thing that did happen was taken away um because the the INT right before so the the first INT or no <laughs> the second interception um we had just picked up a crucial third down and then it was the 15 yard uh hit on KJ Osborne so you finally are like, oh, you, you're down 14-3. You can maybe breathe, maybe, you know, at the bare minimum, pick up three here, make it a, a one-score game again. And then that that's when interception number two came. And then, yeah, the strip sack fumble uh, with, I think, halfway through the third. At that point, you're like, they're not, this is checked out at this point. I think there's five or six minutes left in the third and that you were already down 24-3 at that point. Um, so that my, my point of saying all those things is not that we should panic, but that again, no team can win a game with that type of performance. And I, that, uh, that has not happened a lot this season. We typically are putting up 30 plus points or 20 plus points a game, um, and I think it was literally like, we know how to lose. <laughs> like if we're going to lose, we're going to lose. And like everyone played horrible. The defense is atrocious. I thought KOC called another bad game. Um, the offense, I mean, clearly four turnovers. I'm not counting the two garbage touchdowns, like no touchdowns essentially offensively. Like it was as bad as it could be. So I don't think you're going to do that. <clears throat> 
in back-to-back games or, or in three weeks? I think with the offense, it's like in the games that we've lost big, there's been one major factor, and that's taking away Justin Jefferson. And so that means your other you know, $10 million receiver in Adam Thielen has to get more than a catch. Backpack weeks with just one catch this week, it was 16 yards last week. It was, I mean, Jalen Naylor has more receiving yards than him since, um, what was it? It was the game before the Colts, whatever that was. Lions. Uh, Lions, yeah. And so, like, Hayes is right when you say, like, I know we're still on this season, but next season, like, Dalvin Cook, you have to look at. Adam Thielen, you have to look at. A lot of guys on defense you have to look at. I mean, Zadarius Smith had zero pressures, zero anything. Daniel Hunter had a pretty terrible PFF grade. And then also just, like, I mean, when your best defensive player right now is kind of Duke Shelley. Oh, it is. A hundred percent embarrassing. And, I mean, that's not taking away credit from Duke Shelley because I think I do think he's, like, star- starter quality. But it's where the money is in Kendricks and in – Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith, and we couldn't stop the run. Um, like literally everyone in this game played terrible. Special teams had one really good play, and then they big momentum swing and letting up the kick return. That was Green Bay's like first kick return since 2011. Um, so yeah, just like you're right. Like when we lose, we lose bad. I mean, we could not get anything going. Kirk. Herc played pretty terrible, and yep. that's a big, big part of the offensive line. Um, I think if O'Neal's out, you're going to have major issues. I think if Bradbury's not in against the Giants, you're going to have major issues. Um, but I'm not very optimistic about the team, I'd say, right now. The O line, the O line's scary for sure. And I, I, from obviously where I was watching because I was at the game, I couldn't tell how bad Chris Reed looked. Um, I was watching know what he was doing. He didn't have a clue what he was doing. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I, I will say here's the optimist in me. Like you said, Hayes, Chris Reed is an eight year player at this point, at this point, Schlotman, I believe was, is a rookie or a second year player. Schlotman looks horrid. Like he just gets beat every single snap. So the hope, cause Schlotman's done for the year. I think they said he broke his leg. <laughs> Yeah. So he's done. So the hope is at least Chris Reed, you know, being at least a vet can figure out a position and be, I want Bradbury back, but be better than Schlotman. Like, I don't think Chris Reed is that much of a downgrade to Austin Schlotman. Um, It wasn't necessarily like his blocking. It was literally, he could not figure out how to snap the ball at the right time. He didn't know the cadences. He didn't know him at all. And that's why, I mean, there's so many false starts. A lot um, of delay two, games. Two or three delay games. And I mean, your offense can't offense can't run if your center doesn't know when to hike the ball because it just throws the whole team off. Yeah. Ezra delay Cleveland, games, I think, yeah, had like three said. false starts, but it's because he knows the cadences. He's expecting that ball to be snapped, and it's not snapped. That's why there's yeah. false starts. Chris Reed was the reason that offensive line was so horrible yesterday. And it's also on coaching. You know – that only that Bradbury's not there, and you know Schlotman's a rookie who doesn't know what he's doing, and he's proven that he's not very good. You have to have someone more reliable in the case that he gets injured, and he did, mm-hmm. and they didn't have anyone. So that's on. I don't know what the what that's on the head coach for sure. Yeah. I don't know who the I don't know if there's an offensive line coach or who mm-hmm. that is, but 
No, it's um, we are not a very deep team. And I think that's what makes it super concerning. And we've, I think, been fortunate enough with like, do like, from a D from a D back perspective that Duke Shelley has been like a shining light in, in our star players absences. Um, and we are just not seeing that same thing with the, with the offensive line. Um, I mean, when Brandell was playing for Darasaw, obviously cook was unable to run. Um, weirdly enough, I think now at this point going into week 18, Ed Ingram might be your second best offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. Which who who would have thought we would say that come week eighteen that um, potentially starting? I mean, I I would put over him... Cleveland. I would definitely I would say Cleveland's a better blocker. Okay. I think overall, like when you no, watch, you're right, you're right. I forgot about Cleveland. Like in the past couple of games, when you watch our team try to run a football, it's disgusting. And I mean, that's a huge factor with like playoff football. I mean, Green, Green Bay did it well, but every time we try to run it inside, it's like for two yards. And so, like, the passing game's not going to be good if you can't run the football. And so it's – I feel like it's on the interior line. And then also Delvin Cook. Um, but we haven't seen, like, a good running game in weeks. I don't even know when the last time I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was – Well, like, I we think, ran the ball well. I think Cook has rushed for over 100 yards once this season. That's uh, – Twice, it. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think Arizona and Buffalo. Oh, okay. But yeah, to your point, yeah, you're not paying a guy ten million or whatever it is to have two hundred yard rushing games when you can find a lot cheaper players elsewhere. Yeah, he uh, Cook had ninety five rushing yards against the Colts, and then he had the obviously like the huge receiving yard. So. I mean, that was a, a good game. But the week before that, in the loss to Detroit, he had 23 rushing mm-hmm. yards. Against one of the worst rush defense, run defenses. He had 27 yesterday. Um, pretty much it's it's every third game. He just completely disappears. He's five games where he's averaging three yards or less per carry. Um, four games where he's under 30 yards um several games where yeah does he have he has one multi-touchdown game this season uh in the rushing category so yeah no one multi-touchdown game this season yeah one i mean you get the ball at the one yard line like you you can't score yep you you have to and and again i would say that's also coaching too like you guys should know you should have at least a dozen plays that would work for have to have you guys gain a single yard. Like he says all the time, QB sneak it three times. You're most likely getting in. But I mean, with a terrible offensive line, I guess that's questionable. Yeah, I don't, it's just, yeah, it's, or like the jet sweep. I mean, I don't Anything. think that, that uh, the jet sweep has, has failed so far this season and they've ran it maybe half a dozen times. It's like that, that should be able to get you a yard um, or, or like even like the little fullback dive to CJ ham. Like I just, I can think of you, you I ran into the line tries. twice. You literally ran the same play twice and it didn't work either time. It's like, if you're going to run that play, run it on first down, see if it works and it doesn't work. Maybe pass then, or I just hated calling a pass on the one yard line on first down. Yep. 
when you knew they were bringing pressure and yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, I don't even think Kirk threw it in the end zone. I think it was like, it was short. Yeah. On the one. He also got hit too. Like again, just the time wasn't, it was uh, again, I, I can't think of, it was as bad, if not worse than the Dallas game. Um, but some positives again, I'd say Duke Shelley has been stepping it up. I mean, he held Christian Watson to a catch for 11 yards. I mean, I think he was on Watson for most of the game. Um, so, I mean, that's another impressive performance by Duke Shelley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Metellus is looking good in special teams. Is it now back-to-back <laughs> weeks with the blocked punt? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, there's, not, there's, teams, there's silver, silver linings out there. Would you say? I said only on special teams is he looking good because I think he was one of the. I think he was the one that was supposed to be covering Tunyon Uh-oh. on that touchdown. Um, but also, like, this is the first outside game we've played since Buffalo, and the first away or only the second away game we've played, or maybe it's been three. But I'm pretty sure Detroit was the only other one. Um, no, and I right. think it showed because, like, it just – it was terrible. I mean, Jefferson couldn't get off. Like, he was slipping. Everyone was slipping. So either their field's terrible or we are just, like, idiots when it comes to not knowing what to do. Yeah, I think uh, – Yeah. I mean, I, I think this season has been a surprise more like I, I know we predicted them to, you know, win double digit wins, but you know, the media and, and many, many others did not have us winning the division did not have us having a home field playoff game. Um, so for the most part, this has been like a surprise of success. Like we do have to keep in mind, we have a, a rookie head coach, a young guy who has never Bennett been a NFL head coach um, and they're, they're winning one score close games. So there are going to be moments of just like unpreparedness and like inexperience and clearly KOC just did not plan well for these big playoff type field games. So like, I mean, he's got to figure that out then. uh, Of course. Yes, of course. But I, Keep in mind, again, we do, we do, we have at least one home playoff game, no matter what. And that's huge. We're eight and one at home, averaging almost 30 at with, with the 40 to three destruction of the cow uh, that the Cowboys put on us. We're averaging over 30 points a game. So if you take out that one loss, we're probably averaging 33, 34, probably 33 points a game, 32 points a game at home. Um, so I don't know. Key, uh, it's also key. weird. Like the last two years of Vikings football have been pretty terrible, but we don't, we weren't getting blown out like either of the two years, but we also weren't winning close games. So, like now we win every close game, but you, you've seen three blowouts this year. Like you didn't see a blowout. I feel like last year and the year before, maybe one. It's just like weird. Like it just doesn't really make sense. Cause you know, you're a better team right now, but like, I don't, there's something there. I don't know. More just annoying than anything. Yeah. Because now it's like, oh, you're frauds. Yeah, it will be. I mean, again, I, I, I still don't think we are frauds. Like, you can't 
you can't get lucky and win 12 one score or 11 one score games like that's not luck like sure maybe there's toss it up to a few plays where we caught a break you know Mm -hmm. um I don't think we're frauds, but I don't think we are as good as we think, like as us three think they are. Like, I'm trying to see how I could phrase this. I don't think we're. I I would agree that we're probably not one of. We're definitely not favorites. I don't think people are wrong to think that. Give us less than five percent, Super Bowl odds. Like, I don't think that's far fetched. But I would not say we're we're worse than what we think we are. I would say maybe a couple weeks ago, but right now, I would say a couple weeks ago, I thought we were a lot better than we were until like the Dallas game. Like after Buffalo, I thought we were one of the top teams, but after Dallas and then after Green Bay, it's just, it's hard to think you're one of the top teams. Yeah. I think they could beat a good amount of teams in the NFC, but it's tough it's tough to predict that because of you you don't know on any given day what you're going to get out of them you have no idea what to expect yeah like even against the giants you really you don't know what you're going to get you're going to be at home but it's tough to beat a team twice in a year so i don't love the idea of having to play new york again but yeah i don't know I would say the Giants are by far the most beatable team in the playoffs. If if Green Bay makes it, like, I mean, which I mean, I hate to say it, but they probably will. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see. I, mean, them I want losing. Detroit to win. I want Detroit to win, and then I want Seattle to win. So then Seattle can get the seven. <laughs> yeah. They were saying how they're because right now there's no like time slots booked for next week, so they're trying like there's a lot of discussion saying like how do you choose what the night game is and like what, what time are you going to have? Like, I feel like you kind of have to have green Bay and Detroit play at three at the same time as Seattle. I don't think yeah. you can have either team go before the other. Um, Cause then it makes it a meaningless game for whoever. Cause I'm pretty sure if Seattle wins, then Detroit doesn't really have anything to play for. Yep. Which I mean, knowing <clears throat> from what we've seen that, who Dan Campbell is a uh, Dan Campbell wants, you know, yeah. to finish nine and eight above 500 for the first time in a couple of years. But I think it'd be, I mean, even more tough to hype your players up if they know that there's no playoff chances, like mm-hmm. eight, nine, nine and eight really isn't that big of a difference. The NFL uh, wants green Bay. in, so I wouldn't be surprised if they put, I know Seattle on earlier. NFL wants it so bad. Who does Seattle play? So bad. The Rams. They play the Rams. Yeah. So that game won't catch any excitement or like any primetime coverage. No. Well, they should have put one of the NFC games on Saturday. But I guess, yeah, your point then it's kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, you could just put Detroit and Green Bay earlier. That's what I mean, because then Seattle still has something to play for if Detroit wins. Yeah. 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 Who knows? But again, I think. NFL and everyone wants to watch Aaron Rodgers beat Detroit in Lambeau. So 100%. And I he, hope they make the playoffs because they're not winning a Super Bowl. I'll tell you that. I don't, th- I don't know if we are either, but I think Green Bay is not winning. Again, he was under 200 yards and he threw one touchdown yesterday. 
They're gonna, yeah. I mean, they had a lot I of things go their way. Points. We had. I thought the. I was incredibly disappointed with Greg the Leg. I thought him nailing that sixty-one yarder was gonna be that swing we needed. I think he had fourteen straight field goals that he had made. Um, he had he missed a field all goal his, on the road all year. Yeah, and then now here he missed a 46, which should be at this stage in your career as a professional kicker. A gimme. A gimme, okay? I know it's still, like, on the longer end, but, yeah, you have guys consistently nailing, like, 55-plus, so you should be able to hit a 46 outside or inside. And then the 50 is 50, whatever. Like, you should be able to hit that, but it's more the fact that, once again, you missed two field goals. That's six points. Um, and then you see Mason Crosby, who's 40 years old, go down and kick whatever it was, 50-something. 56-yard field goal. Yeah. So a six-point swing. Um, yeah. No, this one definitely hurts and is raw for sure. I'll be curious <clears throat> to see what KOC does in terms of starting people on Rest them all. Sunday. You think we should? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think that's guys what the Giants for sure. Do. I think Darasaw is someone you for sure rest up. Um, like you just don't want to run that risk. Kirk probably should too. Um, Darius basically whole defense. Yeah. The entire defense needs an off day. Maybe even Donatel too. Who's, who's like, who's a guy who could just coach for him for just, I'm pretty like, sure his son coaches for us or that he has, nepotism isn't that what that is <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i definitely yeah i definitely am more nervous now after just that thumping but um when we win it feels like we can't like lose and now when you lose it feels like you can't win so like mm-hmm. we have to remember that every after every game, our feelings are so much different. Um, yeah. Like, there's no way Greg should have made that 61-yard field goal against the Giants. But I think we all had, like, a feeling of just, like, confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, I know the Colts are a terrible team, but you can't just diminish the fact that you came back from 33-plus. Like, there have been moments that show this team can win any game beat any team um but right now obviously our feelings are the fact that they just you know got destroyed against a team that should have been eliminated (laughs) from the playoffs Mm -hmm. we could have eliminated them from the playoffs by just winning that game um so even if it would have been close and we lost it would have felt a lot better than getting blown out yeah get them out Um, of the way though i guess you know Maybe yeah. we, maybe if we, you know, get blown out against Chicago, against all our starters, then then we feel good, we feel fresh, ready to go against the Giants. Because um, I think it's, I mean, pretty much a lock that we would play the Giants. Yeah, I think no matter what, San Francisco loses. That's the only. No yeah. matter what, the Giants are locked in at the six. Yep. And we would need San Fran to lose and we would have to win. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, there's no point in even like going through the <clears throat> clutch performer, biggest disappointment. Um, biggest disappointment. Uh, let's give it to Chris Reed, clutch performer. Let's give it to Jalen Naylor, MVP. <laughs> let's give it to Ed Donatel just to throw it out there. Give him one. No. Um, and what's the last one? Biggest uh, surprise. Biggest loser. Uh, let's also give it to Donatel. <laughs> it was MVP and biggest loser. Oh, biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. Um, Ole Udo's neck Back. weird neck brace. The fact that Maybe Ole like Udo is is, dog that is once again himself. going to be a starting lineman for the Vikings is the biggest surprise. Yeah, good God! Do you see what he was wearing? It was like it was like the, the thing like sick dogs wear, like the cone. He was wearing that like around his neck, like he was like licking his fourth chin. So Udo's a f- disgusting fiend. And the fact, yeah, he's if he oh if Ole Udo starting in the playoffs, my God, I thought we were past that. I thought we were past it. Nope, we're not, because we are getting plagued with injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bradbury needs to be back, and we need to give a lot of prayers to Brian O'Neill that his calf muscle is fine. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how that could be a long-term injury. Well, apparently he's so he's such a fat person and he's so not used to running fast for long distances that when he was chasing after Cousins through the pick, apparently he like pulled his calf. Ugh. So those big guys are so like not used to running, I guess. <laughs> 40 yards. It's funny because O'Neal's definitely like the most in shape looking. Yeah. yeah. Too. Like, like, he's not fat. Like, he's like big. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like like six, seven, three, fifteen, and trying to move that. And doesn't even really have a stomach. No, he's probably got abs. <laughs> he's like Aaron Donald. He's just a beast. Well, you have a crush on him? I will if he gets back for the playoffs. Same. Sure. He's the best pass blocking tackle in the NFC. No. Yes. No, he's not. Based on like uh pass blocking percentage, yes. This year, healthy, I guess he's not healthy. What? This, this year, year? Yes. no. He's one of the best pass blocking tackles in the league. Look it up. One of you said the best. He's one of the better second, ones. Yeah, second behind the Lane who? Johnson. What about Dershaw? It's a Dershaw, and I don't know. He's more of a run blocker, isn't he? Who cares? I was trying to look it up, but it's not easy to just Google. It always comes up with players or uh, uh, teams. Yeah. They have a good line when it's healthy. They have a very good line when it's healthy, and it's proven that it's eh, – I can't even say that. They've been actually pretty horrible this year. but I wouldn't say pretty good. But you do miss when Ed Ingram was the worst. Uh... Yes. <laughs> I miss Bradbury. I didn't think I'd be saying that at the beginning of the year, that I'd be missing Garrett Bradbury's – but he's, he's proven he's been a good center, so I don't know. I mean, he's way better than Schlotman. And, again, I feel like if Reed – I'll learn the cadences, and I think he'll start to figure it out. So, I'm just hoping the experience is going to outweigh talent and he can just I figure mean, it out. He's, like you said, he it's not that he was bad at blocking. He just needs to understand how to play center. Snap he's never played center. <laughs> it's the position where you actually have to be smart. You can throw out a bum in Ed Ingram at right guard and he'll just throw around his body um, and move about 10 seconds after the ball snapped. But center, you have to know stuff. 
Agreed. Um, Andrew, did our shirts come? Uh, it said January 5th. So, Oh, look at that. If you're coming out for their birthday, I'm guessing you'll just grab it then. But if you want to hit my Venmo and uh, maybe pay me for them. Yeah, once I get it, I'll pay you. No worries. No, 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 no. I just want to make sure it comes. Should have happened when it was ordered. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Once it comes, I'll give it to you. No worries. I ordered my hat like two weeks ago. Hasn't come, so. Bro, why didn't you just get one when we were there? What? Did you not not get this one? No, I had already ordered a different one that's way better than that one. No, this is a good one. No, nah, the purple one's way better. Right. Yeah, the purple one is sick. All right. It'll be fun when they get it after the division round lost the Niners. <laughs> no, not, not <laughs> happening. If they rest starters, can we take the day off? <laughs> no. Uh, I got Jalen Naylor going for 150 yards. <laughs> he's, our, he's our best wide receiver after Jefferson. No. So, yes. No, Thielen is terrible. KJ Osborne is oh, Thielen is horrible. I'll give you that. TJ Hawkinson can't catch a football. How did we not even mention that? Yeah, he had about four drops yesterday, and that's Kirk's favorite. He was thrown to twelve times, so he also had like eight catches. And I'm sick and tired of throwing to him every single play. What's because he find a new receiver, Kirk? He has no time. Kirk has no time in the pocket, so he just has to dump it off constantly for these five, six yard. Stu, it feels like when it was Zimmer's offense working, again. We yeah. would fumble it or throw a pick. So, yep. not a great game for the boys. No. no. Yeah, maybe we should just have a bye week for the starters and just. We should rest up for the playoffs. Honestly, 100%. Though, honestly, 100%. at this point, now thinking about it, like. Yeah, I'd say if they rest starters, but JJ, or JJ2K went right out the window. Yeah. I mean, even. Oh, yeah. it rest him. Might even be a stretch to have break the record. Kelvin's. Oh, no chance he does. Well, he needs like 200, so he could. Yes. If they play him the whole game with Nick Mullins at quarterback. Nick Mullins is an NFL starter. He started like 18 games in his career. You look good. Four, yeah, four for four, five for five. five with he's a the back if you want. He's the Case Keenum. He can win games. Don't want him to start, but he can no. win if no. needed. Alrighty, let's close out. This is Meet at the Quarterback, Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name's Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And I got, yeah, I got no witty, no, no score. Nothing. Oh, not, not stay, today. Uh, stay optimistic. Again, we have a home playoff game. We're division champs. We're 12 and four. All we, we've surmounted what other people <laughs> expected of us this season. So there let's feel, feel okay about it. Okay. All right, good.